listeners now we shall listen to chapter 7 episodes 26 and 27 here raja harishchandra and queen shaivya meet they prepare for death arrival of the gods and harishchandra enters heaven ha oh. suji says shonak then king harishchandra hung his head and spoke to the queen o innocent woman i am a sinner please sit here in front of me in my hand will rise i will try to cut off your head the king prepared to commit this gruesome act up till this time neither did the king recognize the queen nor did the queen recognize him but having surrendered herself to death the queen spoke the queen said chandala if you think it is right please listen to me outside this town my little son lies dead please wait till i bring him here to you for the last rites after that you may kill me then king harishchandra gave her permission to go she left wailing and lamenting she brought the dead child to the smashana ghat and that is cemetery and laid him on the ground she began to call out rajan your dearly beloved son was playing with his friends a horrible snake bit him and his life flew out of him that same child now lies in the dust can you see him harishchandra came near and moved the cloth from the child's face but still he did not recognize the queen because so many days of difficulties and unbearable sorrows had made her very lean the king also had changed he used to have thick shiny hair now it was matted and full of dust and this dirty skin resembled the bark of a tree the queen could not recognize him either when the king looked at the child he began to admire its royal features his face was round like a full moon he had a straight nose and a chubby cheeks his hair was curly <clears throat> curly and black his closed eyes were like lotus petals and his lips were pink like the bimba fruit he had a broad chest high shoulders and long arms his feet were long with small toes the king thought the sad thing is that this child took birth in some mis <clears throat> in some unfortunate king's clan that is why yamaraj tried him in his nose of time so early in life suji says seeing the lifeless child lying on his mother's lap the king began to remember his own son he said aloud i hope my son is not in a similar circumstances i hope yama has not taken him as well <clears throat> the queen was also thinking of her past she said dear child i must have committed some terrible sin to get this kind of fruit i cannot understand oh child oh rajan having left me in such sorrow how can you be peaceful you have lost your kingdom friends have abandoned you you were forced into selling your wife and child hey fate to what dreadful state you have reduced raja harishchandra When King Harishchandra heard this he came nearer because now he knew that this was his pious queen 
and this was his dead son he exclaimed oh misfortune what a calamity this is my queen and this is my child the floodlet gates of his emotions burst and he fell to the ground in a swoon when the queen realized that this wicked chandala was none other than the king she too fainted when they revived after some time they wept together the king said oh son i always remembered your smiling face and the way you used to call father father when will i ever call out to you again son son now you will climb on my clean bed with dirty knees and dusty hands you brought endless joy to my mind and my heart even when i lost my kingdom and my friends you were always with me yet i had to commit the crime of selling you and now unkind fate has united reunited us but in a way that you will never know then he picked up the body of his son and again fell in a faint the queen suddenly realized that the voice of his this man was enough proof that he was indeed the great king harishchandra how did he end up in this mashana ghat that is cemetery living aside her grief for her son she began to feel concern for her husband seeing her husband and son both lying on the ground filled her with the mixed emotions she began to address fate oh merciless lawless and culpable fate shame on you you have turned a god like king into a chandala he lost his kingdom his friends deserted him he even had to sell his wife and child but by your workings he has fallen to the depth of becoming a chandala there is a there is no throne there is no canopy the emperor whose path used to be swept clean by lesser kings is now roaming in a smashana ghat in this path there are skulls and bones broken pots and shreds of cloth the hair and the half burnt limbs of the dead are strewn all over all the drippings of fat and blood from the burning bodies are giving out false smell jackals and vultures and other scavenging birds are calling and screaming smoke has enveloped the place in darkness the queen went and embraced the unconscious king and kept asking is this a dream or is it really happening to us please tell me the truth because if this is really happening then of what use was our virtuous life protection of brahmins and worship of the gods it seems as if there is no value of for dharma truth innocence and compassion that is why a virtuous king like you has lost his kingdom suchi says shonik the king let out a deep breath then he told her all the circumstances which brought him to this chandala state then the queen told queen told him that happened to her and how their child died both were drowning in grief then the queen entreated the king 
Rajan, now carry out the orders of your master and prevent yourself being branded disobedient and a breaker of promises. The king again fell down senseless. Then when he got up, he said, Priye, how can you speak such a harsh words? When I cannot even utter such a brutal words, how can I put it into action? Queen said, Prabhu, I have worshipped Bhagavati Gauri. I have also worshipped the gods and the Brahmins. By their blessings, you will always be my husband in every life. The king said, Priye, I cannot bear this sorrow any longer. I want to renounce this body. But look at my misfortune. If I sit on this burning pyre without the permission of my master, the Chandala, then in the next life, I will again have to come as a servant of this Chandala. My only child, who would have carried on the clan, also became a victim of fate and got bitten by the poisonous snake and died. I cannot bear to live. When I light my son's pyre, I will definitely jump into it. Whatever has to happen, let it happen. So please forgive me. I do not prevent and do not prevent me. I order you to return to the Brahmin's house. If you have led a chaste and righteous life, if you have given alms, done havans and satisfied the Brahmins with food and gifts, then in the next life you will be reunited with your son and with me. If I have ever caused you any emotional upsetting, please do not remember it. Do not get conscious that you are a king's wife and ever insult the Brahmin. It is the duty of a servant to do the work which pleases the master. The queen said, O king, now I will turn into ashes. I cannot bear any more trials. We will make the journey together. That is my only salvation. With you, my side, I can suffer hell or heaven. The king said, So may it be. Suji says, Then the king set up a pyre and laid his son, Rohit's body, upon it. Then both he and the queen folded their hands and meditated upon the creatrix of the world, who possesses hundred eyes, who exists eternally within the five sheets, Panchakosha, of whom Brahma is a manifestation, who wears red garments, who is the ocean of compassion, who holds in her hands all varieties of weapons, and who constantly protects and preserves her creation. Parmeshwari Bhagavati Jagadamba They were absorbed in this beautiful state of meditation. At that very moment, Indra and all the gods arrived, keeping dharma in the forefront. They spoke in one voice, Hey Rajan, O great soul, look, all the gods are here, Brahma, Dharma, saints, deities of the wind, god of the earth, deities of the four quarters, serpent gods, Gandharvas, Ghanas of Shiva, Ashwini Kumars and many other gods. The great Muni who establishes peace and friendship in the three worlds. Vishwamitra is also here. He is expressing a wish to fulfill all your desires. Dharam said, Rajan, please do not make this rash decision because it is your high level of tolerance, your capacity to bear hardship, your victory over your senses, your honesty and truthfulness, your goddess and all your 
your goodness and all your admirable qualities have pleased me and brought me before you. Indra said, O oh, fortunate Harishchandra, I, Indra, am present before you, Rajan. Today, together with your queen and your son, you have gained victory and mastery over this ancient universe. Now do us the honor of entering heaven with your wife and son. Besides you, for anyone else to enter heaven in this way is an almost impossible task. Suji says, Then Indra ascended into the sky and sent reviving rain on to the pyre where Prince Rohit's body lay. In addition to this rain of nectar, he also showered fragrant flowers. Drums began to beat. Maharaj Harish Chandra was a great soul. His son slowly came to life and sat up. The king embraced his son. The queen was also present. All the lost wealth reappeared. They were gradually covered in royal garments. There was great peace all around. Every corner of their hearts was filled with divine joy. Nirananda. In an instant, everything changed dramatically. Then Indra said to Harish Chandra, Hey Maharaj, now all of you come to heaven. This superlative course of events is the fruit of your virtuous life. Harish Chandra said, Devras, Chandala is my master. I have not taken leave of him. Without his permission, I cannot go to heaven. Dharam said, Rajan, after reflecting on the predestined trials and tribulations that were coming your way, I decided to become the Chandala. Even the Smashana Ghat, uh, that is the symmetry, and all its distressful surroundings were illusions created by my power of Maya. Indra said, Harish Chandra, please come to that most holy and sacred place that all mortals pray for. Only those who have led a righteous and pious life merit entry. Maharaj Harish Chandra said, Hey Devraj, Namaskar, please hear one prayer of mine. In Ayodhya, there are many subjects of mine who are filled with sorrow at my plight. How can I leave them and go to heaven? Killing of cows, killing of women, killing of Brahmins are considered grievous sins. Deserting, deserting your bhaktas is also counted among this. I cannot renounce my fate friends. So you may please return to Devlok, Lord. If there is provision for all of them to also enter heaven, then I will most willingly come. If I must accompany them to hell, then I am willing to go there also. Indra said, Rajan, the town's people of Ayodhya have severely committed sins and good deeds. Why are you expressing a desire that all common people should enjoy heaven. Harish Chandra said, Devraj, the subjects are part of the parcel of the king. Because of them, a king has a kingdom. It is with the cooperation and help from the subjects that yagyas are performed and the gods are worshipped and the kings succeed in administrative projects like digging of wells and lakes and building of monuments and places of worship. It is only by their Shakti that I accomplish all my functions as king. That is why I cannot abandon those who have stood by me. 
for the lure of heaven. Therefore, Devesh, whatever merits have occurred to me and whatever length of time I am entitled to the to the joys of heaven, divide them and give all my subjects and me only one day in your Devlok. I await your decision. Suji says, Indra agreed and said, So may it be, Dharam and Gandhi Nandan, Ghadi Nandan, Vishwamitra were exceedingly pleased. Then all the present went to Ayodhya, which was thickly populated with people of all four castes. Devraj Indra addressed all of them in the presence of their king. He said, All the citizens of Ayodhya prepare to go to heaven. To heaven. By the grace of Dharma, this great gift is being given to you. Then the king confirmed, Yes, all of us are going to heaven together. Suji says, Everyone was overjoyed and all the elders handed over their responsibilities to their sons and got ready to leave divine transport and arrived. They all began to glow with the radiance of the sun. All the hearts were light and joyful. Harish Chandra performed Raja Bhishekam, coronation of Rohit. There was no unhappy person in the whole of Ayodhya. In all those who were to accompany the king took their places in the celestial cars, decorated with bells which were hovering in the air, witnessing this most amazing and beautiful sight. Shukracharya, guru of the Daityas and most learned of all the Shastras, composed a sloka. Shukracharya said, Aho, Titiksha, Mahatmaho, Dan, Phalam, Mahat Yada Gato Harishchandra Mahindrasya Salokatam. The dignity and magnitude of endurance, patience, and fortitude, and the fruit of generosity is the most excited. It merited for Raja Harishchandra entry into the kingdom of Indra. Suji says, Shaunak, I have related to you. The entire story of Raja Harishchandra. If any sad person listens to this story, his sorrows will be turned into joy. Those who desire heaven and those who desire a child will have their wishes fulfilled. Also, he who desires a chaste and pious wife will have his wish fulfilled. Thank you. Thank you to all our listeners of Srimad Devi Bhagavat. Hope we shall all collectively imbibe all the knowledge that we just listened. Namaste.